The verse of the week is 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. everyone thanks for coming back and tuning back in to the luhi pod um and hi hannah hi taylor how's it going good how are you good um our students have finals coming up yeah they do which i'm sad for them because i don't like thinking about finals that was like never a fun time in high school or college i just don't miss that and i'm glad i never have to take another one hopefully ever again in my entire life i'm so sorry to all our students who may or may not be listening to this podcast i think i think you're totally right i wonder for you because you recently took the praxis because you our audience Mm -hmm. may not know this you have your master's in education and did the praxis feel like a final it did a little bit. The stakes felt a little higher yeah. on it for whatever reason, because I like had to pass my praxis to be able to do my student teaching. And I was silly and cut it way too close on the deadline because they have to you have to get the scores back and then you have to send in your application. And my application was yeah. due by a certain time. So I just made the mistake of cutting things way too close. But it kind of reminded me of taking finals because it was cumulative. Like it was a mm-hmm. lot of information, like all at once. So that was what I didn't enjoy about finals is you have to like review so much of the semester, especially in high school, like all your finals are cumulative and, and the pressure is just like unreal. If it's, if you don't remember information from back in like August and you're like getting into December and you're like, well, now I have to review units one through four again. And yeah. Oh, this is such a good segue into our conversation with Paul, because I feel like we're going to talk about a lot of these things. Um, but so my husband, Matt, he, he's a really good test taker, like annoyingly. So recently he had to retake the praxis and I was, I, st- I'm like a studier. Yes. I, when it is cumulative, especially like I need lots of time to yeah. study and get myself in order and like, note like all the things Matt is not that way. And so when he is like, yeah, I have to take this science. I don't even know if it was chemistry specific. I don't know anything about it, but just the sound of taking this test was so stressful to me for weeks, like actually months ahead of time. I was like, do you need to study? Have you studied? Should I get you a textbook? Like, how can I help you study for this thing? And he's like, nah, it's fine. I got it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if he doesn't pass this test, oh my I shouldn't have doubted him. Cause he just like, he didn't study. He went in, he came home. He was not stressed at all. I was like, how'd it go? And he's like, I don't know. We'll get the results back in however many weeks. And he, he got it back. And I think he missed like two questions. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh my gosh. Matt is like so even keeled yes. too. Like, but the nice thing for Matt is he is like in the material all the That's time. That's true. That's really it. true. Yeah. I wish. No, I had to study <laughs> for like, I studied for like six plus hours a day, like yeah. leading up to my praxis. That'd be me too. That would be me. And so that's why I'm glad I don't have to do finals because that was hard in high school. Like trying, you have so many finals you're studying yes. for. So trying to figure out, okay, when do I study for this one? But this test is going to be harder. So do I spend more time studying for that, even though it's not till Wednesday or yeah, whatever. I don't miss that. Eventually, students, one day, finals will come to an end. Yes. Depending and if you're on not a teacher, you will never have to take the praxis. Yeah, right. So you should be good. Just good. keep powering through. Yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> 
Hannah and I survived, which means you too can survive. Absolutely. We're talking about this because this is a lot of what we talk about with Paul on the podcast today. (laughs) So I promise there's purpose behind this. So, and now you all can reflect on your own experiences with finals as well. A couple announcements for you before we get started. Um, Aluhai Christmas is next Monday and Tuesday. Tickets are free, but space is limited. So make sure you get those on the Aluhai website. Christmas Spirit Week is also next week, um, so make sure to look for more information from Stuco about our dress-up days. And then finals are Monday the 18th, Tuesday the 19th, and Wednesday the 20th. This week, we have Assistant Principal Paul Blomenberg back on the pod. Um, after starting the semester with advice from Paul, we wanted to wrap things up by getting his advice on finishing the semester strong. Welcome back to the Luhai Pod, Paul. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm back. You're back. You were our first guest, and you're actually our only our second guest to come back on for a yeah. second episode. Hot dog. Because yeah. Dan was the first one. He has two episodes. Yes. He but is now, in charge. Yeah. But now you have two episodes. You started us off with how to start the semester strong, and now we're going to finish with how to finish the semester strong. Oh, boy. So, sandwich. I wonder if, it, yeah, I wonder yeah. if anything's changed. Really, we just kind of want to get your thoughts on advice for students um and kind of wherever they're at in in the semester how they can finish out strong so do you have any advice for students just to start like academically how they can finish the semester strong yeah i'm i would say with in terms of academics i think the biggest kind of fallacy that a student can fall into is they can they can pretend that their grade really defines their understanding um, when in their own like head, they know, <laughs> they know whether or not when the teacher asks questions or they're working through problems on homework or reading lessons or, or any, whatever it is, they know whether or not they actually understand, can apply, could, could do any part of Bloom's taxonomy with it or whether or not they're just grasping at straws, faking it and hoping that they can maintain an 89 and a half. And so I, I, I would say 89.5. that, yeah, that's what I would have shot for. Yeah. 4.0 scale, that's an A. Yeah. And that's way Rounded easier up. than a 99.5. Um, we could probably cut that out. God give them best <laughs> attitude and effort. That's important. Kids. Yes. Um, but seriously, uh, I, w- I would think that would probably be the best place to start is intrinsically process, contemplate, and ask, do I actually feel confident in this? And if the answer is no, well, then you got to go back to your preparation. I tell, I tell my students that preparation builds confidence and confidence is key to performance. And then going through what does preparation look like? Because like an analogy, because I used to coach basketball and I, I love the sport. And I think people kind of understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, would be like if you go into the gym and you're just getting shots up, you could take, you could be in there for 30 minutes and you're just hucking the ball. That's not really preparation that's going to produce any confidence. Now it's, sure gets your heart rate up or something like that but the person that's checking where they're where they're receiving the pass where their feet are in the shot where the ball is in the shot where the release is where the precise aim is what the arc looked like and you're not counting whether or not it was a lucky make you're counting whether or not it went exactly where you wanted it how you wanted it and even if it makes it or misses it it doesn't dictate the practice it's it's all the little things um so i I would say that that would be where i would start would be where you at with an accurate evaluation and if you're deficient, then go back to your practice and what do you need to tweak about your practice to build that confidence? That was a really good analogy Seven. that there's more that goes into it just beyond the grade. Like there, there's more that goes into understanding a concept and studying for a final. Yeah. Um, kind of tying into that, <clears throat> if students are overwhelmed about their grade, overwhelmed about finals, 
do you have any advice for them kind of mentally with that feeling of being overwhelmed, feeling of being stressed, don't know where to start with studying, like what guidance would you give to students? Pray. <laughs> start, start with prayer for sure. Start with Jesus. Yeah, start with Jesus. Um, I, I would say that um, a, a good resource for students is YouTube. I, I mean, YouTube and Google Images. Like I teach yeah. organic chemistry, and those two are an abundance of freely accessible at any time information um, that that would be where I would start and that's that's something that d- that's not school day dependent it's not dependent upon anybody but but yourself um, and again your education is your responsibility and understanding and taking responsibility for that and ownership of that that's always going to help and then when you're going in to maybe talk with a teacher to get some support some help your, your questions have a have a much greater depth uh, than how do you do number four? Like, that's a terrible question. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a terrible one. What do you mean by that question? Is it, listen, when, when I look at number four, I understand everything but this word. What does that word mean? What are you looking for with that word? Or, or maybe it's, I, I understand it up to this point, and then I get lost. It gets fuzzy for me. But, but dialing in where the sticking point is on the misunderstanding. And often, a lot of times, like I'll tell students, like if you've been working at a problem for five minutes, there's not a single problem I give you that should take that long. Mm-hmm. And so if you've been working at it and you're frustrated, like just put it off to the side. Put it off to the side and come in because it could be a 30-second conversation that clears that up mm-hmm. where you would have just been looking at it all night and then just got increasingly frustrated and, and more distraught, and that's not the goal of anything. Yeah. Asking better questions, like that's a really that's cool so point. Good. Like. Do all that you can in your own preparation, in your own studying, and then ask better questions because you learn better that way if you can ask more specific questions. Yeah, and I mean, and it partners with with your educator too because now they know what they're answering. That is also a life skill. Mm, Like Mm -hmm. I think about any boss that I've had and if they give me a project and I don't really understand the project, it typically like doesn't help to go back to that boss and be like, I don't get it. What do you want me to do? Because they... They're like, well, I already explained this to you. And they're just going to explain it to you in the exact same yeah. way. But if you can go to them and be like, okay, I understand you want, like, this is what you want. And then being able to ask specific questions about how they want you to get there or something like that. Like that is just, that's just good life skills. Of, and you will get further in your career if you know how to talk to your boss and like work with your boss and ask him or her like, okay, what exactly do you want from me? And yeah, starting that in high school is awesome. Yeah. I'm, so like in, in organic chemistry, the, the one class I teach, um, early on I try to present like foundational rules, like foundational components of it. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I ask a how or a why, like I emphasize you, you should always get to one of these foundational rules. Mm-hmm. And you can't just say <laughs> one of the four, four yeah. options and it, you know, and then pat yourself on the back. Like you've got you've to get to one of those foundational thoughts, but then you've got to come up from that, that root and then figure out the the components on how how that answers the how or the why. And so I if if I was a student no matter what the class was, I would try to figure out based on how the class has been going, how the teachers present material, etc., what the material is. Like are there core values that the teachers really emphasizing? Mm. Like it does does the teacher really emphasize like watch and replicate? Perhaps they do, mm-hmm. right? And so then it would be important to be okay when, when they're going through an example, why do they go from that step immediately to this step mm-hmm. before they go to what I've always been doing? Like, why is that intermediate step so important that they emphasize it? And so if, if you're, if you're observant in the course, I do feel like you can, you can draw in better questions. So like for, for like bosses, whenever they give you projects or things like that, right? Like figuring out 
how are you going to actually present whatever it is that you want to present yeah. so that it's effective? Like just coming in and gunslinging sometimes works, but more often than not, you're dealing with people. And so it's, it's how, right. what, what are those, what are those, uh, um, what do they call it? emotional intelligence? Yeah. You know, working on those kind of components, like how do you deal with people and teachers are people. Yeah, well, and kind of going back to to what you said about like educators and students partnering together, like asking the better questions mm -hmm. and going in for help. Something Hannah actually does that I really enjoy is like when I ask her a question, she'll say like, ask it in a different way. And it like makes me kind of reframe yeah. how I'm thinking about things. And it almost like furthers my own understanding while I'm thinking about my question and asking a question. So kind of going back to that partnering thing, like, if someone can say like, well, ask it in a different way or what do you mean by that? Again, just asking those follow-up questions to kind of reframe things, but further your own understanding. Of the process. Yeah. I mean, shoot, right? Like that's, that's, that's the pre-work to going into office hours where it's like, yeah. I couldn't do number 13. So the worst <laughs> <Okay>. novice like <laughs> level would be going in and be like, how do you do number 13? Yeah. But really, right. Your question, ask that in a different way, mm -hmm. right? What, what, what is it about number 13? Like yeah. what's a particular one? Yeah. You know, like what's like dialing in that precision? Um, yeah, that's that's a great that's a great way to yeah. go about it. Um, so kind of encouraging students to utilize office hours too, like going into finals. Like, yes. oh, oh man, there is this built-in yeah. time. I think that's kind of like an underrated thing here at Luhai's. We have this built-in thing Tuesdays and Thursdays where teachers are available and they're here to help you, and you can go in and be like man, I am stuck on this one thing. Like I am so close to understanding it, but can you just help me get through this or whatever it is yeah. like, please, please, please utilize your office hours while we're going into finals. Cause I think that'll like minimize so much stress and just being overwhelmed going into things. And you got teachers that care about you more than just their subject matter too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a wide gamut of things that, that a, a student could come into office hours and work, work with a educator who loves Jesus, who loves pouring into their interests and their passions. So I, I would, I would encourage students to do that for sure. Like I, one, one thing that I tell students, um, and this was a biology teacher when I was in college and we all took the first test and we did poorly. Um, and that was really just a result of no college. one probably doing anything they were supposed to do. Right. First semester, <laughs> yeah. freshman year, you're like, Hey, <laughs> I can show up. I can sit in class, do yeah, what I've been doing great. and I'm going to ace the test. And then you're like, where is this no, stuff from? What? Right. This is in high school. Yeah. Um, and I remember, uh, Dr. Whitson, um, she said for your, for your brain, um, to be able to retain and process and apply information, you need three exposures. And this stuck with me cause I tried it mm -hmm. and it, and it surprisingly like it worked, mm -hmm. like she wasn't just lying to me. <laughs> Don't you love yeah. when teachers are I know, right? I know. Right. Yeah. She wasn't <laughs> just wasting my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's the, the first exposure would be the, the lesson, right? Mm -hmm. So like in a high school setting, your teacher, your teacher will supply that first exposure almost 100% mm -hmm. of the time. So the first exposure now for the second exposure, there has to be a break. You have to do something else. Mm -hmm. It could be going to a different class. Mm -hmm. It could be going to lunch. It could be going to practice. But there has to be something that's different than, than that, that train of thought. Because if it's still that train of thought, it's still the first exposure. So yeah. let's say you go, you go to organic chemistry. And then you go to lunch. Okay, so now we're, we're done. Mm -hmm. Exposure one happened. Then exposure two would be what's considered <laughs> homework. homework. Homework, right? Yeah. It, it, it's it's self-guided practice. And you have to recall the information yourself. But it's, it has to happen the same day. It has to happen oh, the same day. Do your homework I didn't know the day that. it was assigned. Yep. Oh, no, yeah. That's good. Yeah, right? That's, like That is a routine and a habit I, that changed my life yeah, in high school good. and college. Like, do your homework the day it's assigned. Yep. So so that's 
the second exposure. It also works great if it's after food. It's, I don't uh, I don't necessarily okay. I don't necessarily know why maybe maybe a nap and a snack will your change blood sugar your life. Boom. A nap and a snack will change your there life. I agree. You go. Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah, right? right? Let's go like you go to school, students. Excellent start. That's exposure <laughs> First one. Exposure. Boom, nap and snack. Yes. I I was a nap and snacker. Yeah. And Same. I still, I still would, am. Yep, yep, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> so nap and snacks, that's your break. Then you do your you do your homework. Now the big thing with homework is uh you know, it's got all like your teacher assigned it for reasons, right? So like when you're doing it, like it's, it's again, it's that intentional practice. Um, it's why this problem, why this example, why that question, why is it worded that way? And then the third exposure is the briefest and it's the quickest and it's after you sleep. So after you sleep, like when you're driving in or you're eating breakfast or, but the day hasn't really started, you're just reviewing and it can be actually looking at stuff, like looking at your notes mm-hmm. or looking at your homework, like that type of a review. Or it can just be thinking about it, just thinking about it, just pondering, That's, hey, what, what did I do in chemistry yesterday? What did I do in yeah. uh, uh, algebra class? What did I do in history? Um, what was that book about? What did I read last night? And then as soon as you do that, boom, that synapse is strong. That memory recollection is, is really strong. And then so if you can remember what you were talking about, well, now you can actually start to synthesize and apply it and then you can move on to the next. That's awesome. I've never heard That's that amazing. before. I haven't either, yeah. but that like just fits into your like daily routine of yes. life too. Like yeah. those are things you can apply right now. Yeah. I'm going to get my journal. I'm going to write that down. So I remember. <laughs> Cause like, right. Exposure one. Yes. Like what, what did, what <laughs> did we snack. always do? Like high school, right? Cram, yes. cram, yeah. just get it done. Yeah. And what a waste, right? right? Like yes. God blessing you with an opportunity to like understand some amazing part of his creation or apply some amazing like revelation that, that, that God ordained for somebody to share with the world. Yes. And we're just like, yeah. just get it done. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a Ugh. hard concept to like wrap your head yeah. around in high school. like Or in life. Or life. Yeah. Honestly, high <laughs> yeah. school, college, life in general. Like yeah. I look back on, like I miss being in class, like I in college and high school. Because yeah, I just like to learn. <laughs> you were both I good do, students. I love to learn. I didn't want to yeah. do homework, but I did it anyways. But like the, the opportunity, <laughs> the opportunity to learn though, like you said, I don't know. I just hope students can like take advantage of that. And like I said, it's a, it's a hard concept to like wrap your head around when you're in high school. Like, oh, there is purpose and this is good for me. Yeah. I also hope what students, if you're listening, are hearing is like your teachers are not against you. They are not. They Amen. don't make you take tests. They don't make you do homework because they want you to be stressed out or they want you to like put some anxiety in your life. Like they are doing these things for your good and your benefit. And they have thought this through. Um, and it's because they want you to learn and it's because they care about you. And I hope that you are hearing that, especially going into finals, like finals do not exist because teachers are like, yeah, let's get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, let's do a big test. But like yeah. Mr. B said, like there, there's like method and strategy behind assigning yes. homework mm-hmm. and doing these things. It's to retain information. Uh, there's just a bigger purpose behind yeah. it, which again, I know is hard to understand, but yeah. your teachers are for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, if there's one, one last thing, it would be that students understand the purpose of an assessment. Mm. Like I, I feel like it's been muddled and confused that the purpose of an assessment mm-hmm. is to get an A mm-hmm. or an F. Yeah. But really. That's how oh. I felt in high school. Right? Yeah. Like no, I just right? Have to ace it. Like, yeah. I just need a good grade in this class. And see, if you had taken a class with me, you would have been told. <laughs> see, he always yeah. brings it up. will never let it go. <laughs> I never took a science class with, class with Mr. B. We'll but, do an episode of the podcast where you just teach me. <laughs> yes organic chemistry concepts um like the the whole purpose of an assessment is just an opportunity for the student to formally tell the educator 
what they know, which is beneficial and what they don't know, which is equally beneficial. And so I, I, I would just hope that, that more students can get past that the grade really defines Mm -hmm. both their understanding and just their success when really that's, I, I don't think that's accurate at all. That's something I wish I knew in high school. Yeah. Like learn the information and, and just, and then you'll earn an A, Yeah, you know, right. To kind of wrap things up, Paul, if there are any students out there that are listening and maybe they're in a spot where they're not happy with their grade and these last few weeks of the semester are kind of their final push to get their grade to where they want it to be. Do you have any advice for them moving forward as they kind of hopefully like <clears throat> buckle down and focus and are working towards getting that grade up by the end of the semester? Right. Like that's a, that's a, that's a tough one because when you get late in the semester, I do think it's important to first off have a realistic goal, Yeah. right? Like if you're rolling into a class and it's, um, an AP course where they cannot accept any late work. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they got, they got guidelines that they cannot falter on. And you've got like a 53% and you're like, I want to earn an A. Like that's not going to happen. Like yeah. that's an impossible goal. And then you're the, you know, then you're the Greek guy that's pushing the rock up yeah. the yeah. the mountain for no point. There's, there's never going to be a success there. And so I, I do think step one would be what is the goal and is it reasonable? Mm-hmm. And and yeah. seek that out. Like yeah. ask yeah. ask your teacher if that's if that's possible. Ask you know the dean of academics if that's possible because they should be able to iron that out first off. And then second off, right? Like, are you taking ownership as a student? That it, you have to. Like, if you're coming in to any teacher at this point, and your your performance, your approach isn't matching what your goal is, like you got to know that. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got to take ownership of that. And you've got to say, listen, I'm sorry about blowing off the homework. Or I'm sorry about not coming to office hours. Or I'm, and then make a commitment. Make a commitment to that educator and try to develop some type of a partnership along a realistic goal. And then learn from this, right? Like learn from that moment. Okay, in this one class for one semester, my approach was not successful by my own standards. I'm not going to do that again. Like that's, that's an important thing to learn from. Like that's a big part of school. It's not just, Hey, again, right. The, it, if you're doing something else where you're just like, Hey, I want to earn an A, I want to get an A. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you're, you're just, you're doing the same thing over and over again where you're just trying to get it done. Yeah. You're just getting it done. There's not yeah. a bigger, there's not a bigger purpose to it. But I would say, right. Like if you don't have a grade you like, first off, figure out what's your goal. What's your goal. And is it realistic? Second off, talk to, talk to your, talk to your teacher with that and partner with them. And then third, follow through with every one of those commitments completely, 100% of the time. So if, you're, if your grade suffers because of absences, due to extenuating circumstances, well, be honest about that. And then make a commitment. And then ask your teacher, hey, are you, are you going to be here for office hours every single day? Mm-hmm. Oh, we have the same off. Um, I, know, I know you're not going to be available all the time because you're a person too. But could, could we maybe like schedule those like? once a week outside of office hours or something like that, like it doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they don't have another commitment, I'm sure every teacher would want to help the student get over that. You know, is there time before school? Is there time after school? Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah, that was great advice. Use your resources. Man, what yeah. a great place to be. And then, yeah, YouTube, yeah. Google Images. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To relearn concepts and just kind of mm-hmm. solidify information and maybe learn it in a new way too. Like we've talked about, like, Maybe the instruction in class didn't work for you, so find a new method that does work for you because there's so many yeah. resources out there to use. And communication is key. Yeah. Like, yep. Yep. Talk to your teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. 
Well, thank you so much, Paul. This was awesome. Thank you for sharing thanks with for us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for sharing with our audience. But yeah, thank you again. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Next week, two Yubilate students will be joining us. Yubilate is our honors choir, and we're so excited to chat with them. Be sure to send us questions for our Q&A episode, which will wrap up this season, and you can send those to podcast at lhsparker.org. See you next week. And this is his commandment that we believe in the name of him.